This week on the Best Friends Fancast, we will talk about the Monday episode, Sarah Colonna is Addicted to Not Getting Murdered, and the Thursday episode, Savory Puddings, Errant Nails, The Rise of Fascism. Also, if you would like some nightmares, be sure and listen to the very end, where you will hear a song from the band Spinning Image, as mentioned on the Thursday episode by Daniel Quantz, sent in by Jen Stark. Thanks, Jen, for the nightmares. Now on with the show. Your beauty is beyond compare with flaming locks of auburn hair with ivory skin and eyes of emerald green. Your smile is like a breath of spring. Your voice is soft like summer rain and I cannot compete with you. Jolene. He talks about you in his sleep and there's nothing I can do to keep from crying when he calls you. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. I feel like, uh, let's see, I feel like I just saw you, so uh, why don't we catch up a little bit? How are you doing, Rafi? I'm doing okay. Had a great time in Georgia, but I'm glad to be home. But I would like to hear more about how your trip was, because you went all over the South. I did, and I... Still don't feel like I'm 100% with this time zone yet, which is good to be the other way because I just feel I'm tired, but it just I'm still just trying to catch up. But yeah, we did. Uh, a, we made it into a family trip. My friends, my best friend in North Carolina, she moved there six years ago and I haven't visited her yet. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna take this time to go visit her. North Carolina is much more beautiful than I thought it would be. I thought it was gonna be some backwoods shit, but it was really nice. And her town that she lives in is less than 3,000 people. So it was small and we got to meet some of her friends. And it was just, it was nice to just kind of, I mean, the first day, you know, we're, they told us how much their house cost. I think it was like $40,000 or something ridiculous. And so then they bought a second house and they rented that out. And Mike's like, we could sell our house and buy like 15 houses and rent them all out and live off of the rent. I'm like, okay. So he was all gung ho. Like I could totally see living here and blah, blah, blah. Then uh, we left and we went through South Carolina, which my friends were just like, it's a shithole. Basically the only thing to see is like, there's fire fireworks and that's about it and then so my daughter looked up what to see in south carolina and she found this water tower shaped like a peach which looks like a butt or or a vagina let's be honest and so we had to stop and see that and that was in gaffney south carolina and i don't know if you saw pictures of that but that was uh interesting oh i saw the pictures <laughs> and uh whatever you think it looks like we know megan eats both yo <laughs> eating those groceries like a peach it i guess was in i don't watch house of cards but apparently it's in that show and a girl is possibly giving a bj while driving and then like or sees it and then dies i don't know there's something i there's some reference in it and i don't know my friends told me about it i'm like all right that's cool but we saw it and i never have to see it again so then going into georgia i was actually i was also really surprised about how pretty georgia was and I didn't know what I expected. I guess I expected more like swampy areas. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know much about anything, but I wasn't expecting all the pine trees and, you know, getting into Georgia. My husband's like, well, now I could see I like Georgia even better than North Carolina. I could totally see living here. This place is beautiful and it's rural and I love it. And we got into Peachtree City, which is where Jenna lives. And literally the first thing I saw after the welcome sign was a golf cart. I'm like, is that everyone have golf carts here? Like, I didn't realize how much it was like 
golf cart centric. I just thought it was like a, a fluke that I saw a golf cart. But our hotel was really cool. And the next morning we woke up and went to meet you guys at Chick-fil-A. So we got to see Jenna and Al and Jay Inslee and a bunch of Jenna Kim Jones fans. I uh, got to see uh, Shanna Freeman and her husband and daughter. I met a girl named Joyce. I don't remember everybody's name, but we saw a lot of cool people. And seeing Jenna and Al walk into Chick-fil-A, I kind of knew it was going to happen. Jay already told me that they might be stopping by. But when they walk in, it's just like kind of surreal that you're in Georgia at Chick-fil-A and Jenna and Al walk in. How did you feel about it when they walked in? So this would make the fourth time that I've hung out with Jenna and in four different states, might I add. Whoa. Uh, three times with hashtag Al. So that's obviously uh, at Allison's place in L.A. At Bumbershoot, I met them. I went to Utah to see Jenna and uh, now in Georgia. Um, so I wasn't. <laughs> oh, I forgot. When we landed. We wasted a little time at the airport, and then we headed to Chick-fil-A super early. So we were there, like, a couple hours before you guys. So we were, like, walking around that, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, strip mall? I don't know. Shopping center. Yeah, strip sure. mall. Yeah. And we walked into the uh, Kroger, or whatever grocery store it is, and we were just uh, like, hey, let's go look at the local beers, because, you know... We go to a lot of breweries up here and we're like, hey, let's check out like what's the, the stuff we're going to be drinking later on. <laughs> and we're tired, especially me. We're just standing there <laughs> in the beer aisle and uh, some guy walks up and says something which I did not even hear. I was just like looked up like, huh? And sure enough, it was the hashtag Al buying I don't know what. No and way. <laughs> I was just like, oh, hey, Al. Because <laughs> I also knew he was going to be there, so I wasn't, like, shocked to see him. Yeah. But I was so asleep that I didn't even, it didn't, like, even compute, really. I was just like, hey, Al. And then he, like, I think he shook my hand, and then he ran off to, he said, all right, see you guys in a little bit. And he ran off to go buy whatever he was buying. And then I like, turned to Rachel, and I was like, what did he say? <laughs> and then she said, uh, I think I think he said, uh, it's a little early for that, guys. And then he wa walked away. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that was funny. I didn't even notice. Uh, so then, yeah, then we had the, the breakfast, which was great. Uh, met them, took pictures with the golf cart and whatnot. And then after you guys left and went to Target is when Whitney <laughs> and her husband showed up. So we hung out with them for a bit. And uh, yeah, overall, it was... Uh, Great trip and great seeing uh, all these people that we normally don't uh, get to see in L.A., like Shanna Freeman and her husband. Uh, it was her that came with her husband, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I forget, but great people to, to hang out with. And uh, yeah, no, nothing bad to say. Yeah, I think just being, you know, heading to Chick-fil-A, first of all, I passed by chick Chicken Salad Chick and I'm like... Okay, this is going to get, this is going to be weird because we're literally living in Jenna's world and it's all, you know, all the things you hear on both shows are coming to life right before my eyes, you know, and the kids were pretty excited to see her. They had listened to the show before, but they don't know all of the Chick-fil-A and the chicken salad chick and, and everything else. But now when she does Jenna tries, when she goes to Target, like I'll know that that's the Target that I went to. And just seeing that, that parking lot is just, it's just weird. Also, I think Chick-fil-A is overrated. I just have to say that here. <laughs> so of course, I'm just going for, for, for Jenna. And I 
The only thing that's good there are the chicken minis, which are pretty delicious. But other than that, I think it's overpriced and overrated and their sauces kind of suck. Um, Not according to the Doughboys, though. They actually pretty much liked it and think it's pretty radical. But I think it's dusty chicken sandwiches. Uh (laughs) You only... Uh, never mind. Mm. Um, I, so it's funny because Jay Inslee's, I guess this was his first time eating Chick-fil-A and I, I don't know where they have Chick-fil-A and where they don't because we've had it here for quite a while now, it feels like. Yeah. So I eat it frequently. I think the spicy chicken is very good. I very much hate their politics, but mm. God damn it, it's fucking delicious. And the, the waffle fries and the lemonade, I don't know. I like it a lot. The sauces, I never even get them. Chick-fil-A sauce can suck a dick. Uh, <laughs> it's like pink mayonnaise. Not even that good. <laughs> but what I do do is get a packet of ketchup and I mix, because they have Texas Pete hot sauce, mm. and I get two of those and one packet of hot so- or uh, ketchup and mix them together and I dip my fries in that. And that's delicious. That beats Whataburger's spicy ketchup. Go fuck yourself, Texas. Uh, <laughs> and Whataburger, too, can go fuck itself with its shredded lettuce and mustard. I love <laughs> mustard on everything, but on that burger, I'm like, it's just, this is not good. I'm sorry. Thousand Island's better. Or just ketchup. <laughs> yeah, they're the poor man's Burger King, but... Um... <laughs> Which is the poor man's McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Chick-fil-A, I, I like it, but every time I go there, I do think uh, I'm supporting evil. I don't, yeah, I guess I don't think that. I know Jenna was pretty excited about it. We've had Chick-fil-A for a long time, but it's literally next door to In-N-Out, which, duh. And then that's also next to Del Taco, which is double duh. <laughs> like, I'm not going to waste my time with stupid Chick-fil-A. The waffle fries are okay. I, I do like the Polynesian sauce mixed with something else to dip, oh, the honey mustard, I think. But, like, after one or two... Eh, I'm good. Anyways, okay, I, that was a digression. But while I was there, I'm like, this place sucks. Um, so then uh, Jay and I decided, Jay and his wife, Michelle, were there. And we decided, let's go over to Target and do like a little recording. We had to record something while we were there. I didn't think it would turn out to be the way it did. I just figured we'd be like, hey, we're we're in Georgia. But so I took the kids over there and we went through and found where Jenna finds all her snacks. And like, you know, it was her Target. So it was really cool. I, I found he was already recording something. So I kind of stumbled upon him. And then we did like a double. We went live on Facebook and on both of the pages, which was it was fun. The kids had so much fun with it. And we tried cookies right there in the aisle and actually a cookie that Jenna had not had before. So I, I had my daughter Ruby run and grab a, pa- a new package to give to her later that night. But yeah, it was a lot. That part actually was really fun. It was unexpected to go do that. And it was, uh, I don't know, it was probably one of the, the highlights <laughs> of going there. It was just a lot of fun. But then uh, that night we went to the shows by I think that night my husband was like fuck the south I'm done <laughs> like no we're good it's too hot here fuck this place I don't like all the humidity he was done but the show was was really funny I think it was good to hear like her new material and it was just fun to go and support her because she was so thankful and grateful that we were there and it is I mean it's a trek for all of us to go out there but it was totally worth it because it was nice to see them in their natural environment and to see her do her show and just you know sports team 
But um, what did you think about the show? I was very sleepy at the time, but Shocker. I think <laughs> I think if you're a Jenna fan, you're going to like the special. Yeah, there was someone behind us that was really enjoying it. Also, we talked to Jenna afterwards. We went to the late show and she had an earlier show and she said everyone at this show, the one that we went to, the late one, was so polite and... She said, I got a standing ovation in the first one. I'm like, wow, someone's trying to kiss some buttons. Uh, not that it wasn't funny enough for that, but I did. I think I was also tired. You must have really been because you came in so early, but I was tired and just jet lagged and just kind of, you know, we went up and met it up with Whitney and Mark and Jacob, Whitney's brother beforehand and had some barbecue. And we were just like, we were just spent. I think we were just so tired and. By the time we had eaten, I was just like, okay, I'm kind of done. <laughs> I need to be in bed. But it was cool to meet everybody and go to the show. So after Georgia, I was kind of bummed to leave because I actually really enjoyed being there. But uh, we were heading out to Tennessee to round out our trip to go to Nashville. And one thing, when I was in North Carolina, I asked my friend, I, I was looking at some of the signs of you know fast food places that we don't have. I thought, we, we need to try some things that we don't have at home. So there's that Zaxby's place, which I'd seen everywhere, and I didn't end up trying it. And I'm kind of bummed about that. But And I know Hardee's is basically Carl's Jr., but I'm like, we need to try Hardee's and see how it adds up. So finally, on our trip from our drive from Georgia to Tennessee, there was a Hardee's kind of on the border, I think, somewhere over there. I, I have to preface this by saying I, I don't like Carl's Jr., so... It's whatever. It's just a burger. So we get to this Carl's Jr. and it's like just disgusting. <laughs> it was just gross. There were people there that were like uh, very loud and using the F word and N-bombs and stuff. And then so we were just like, okay, let's just get our food and go. Like, this is ridiculous. This is just not cool. And it was taking forever for our food to come out. And the lady comes out and she was definitely currently or an ex-tweaker. There were literally two people that she had to deliver to and she couldn't find our table. She was like looking around like she didn't even know who, where she was. So she starts walking over to her table and like drops the food on my foot. <laughs> so we had already waited for so long and then they dropped it and we just wanted to get the hell out of there. So then we had to sit and wait for her to make another them whatever. They probably took the patty off and put it on a new bun and just gave it to me. And I'm just probably eating floor burgers but um it was not great and we just wanted to get the fuck out of there so fuck you hardies and nashville was super fun country music obviously capital and it was i i mean my husband and i were in hog heaven i've never been to nashville and it's like vegas for country music and all i kept thinking was i wish britney was here i wish like my group of friends was here because we would have so much fun it was like have you ever been no. Well, you're not a country music guy to begin with, but it's like the main strip, Broadway, is like this just bar after bar after bar. I don't even know how many are all lined up. It's almost like TJ for country music. And all the windows are open in the front. So there's a band sitting right at the front. So there's music and bands playing in every single place. And it was just really cool. It was a cool um, experience. It was raining when we got there, so it was nice. It was a little bit cooler, and it was just... I don't know. It was a neat place. I don't know if we'll ever go back. The kids were kind of like done. I think they're like, this is loud and scary. <laughs> it's like being on Hollywood Boulevard, but with like loud music. But yeah, it was really cool. So, okay. uh, yeah. What? First of all, how dare you? <laughs> I brought in a Carter family song to my band practice. Whoa. Okay. I may not be the biggest country fan, but 
I will for sure get down to certain country jams. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would love to go, actually. Um, yeah, I think I would love to go and see a show at the Grand Ole Opry yeah. and, like, I, I feel like that's one of those towns where, like, every bar you go to is going to have live music, yep. and it's going to be, like, 90% better than everything on the radio on the country station. Oh, So yeah. I would absolutely love to go. Sounds like a lot of fun, and I did enjoy seeing your uh, your pictures at the whatever museum, because I was like, <laughs> I, I just knew you were like, oh, this would be it. like me... This would be like me going to New York or something. Like, I would just be looking around like, oh, my God, this is where yes. fill in the blank did whatever the fuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we walked in. It was like Jimmy Rogers, Bob Wills. And I was just like, oh, my God, I like everything. And then like Buck Owens and Waylon Jennings and like every like, you know, clothing and guitars and music, you know, little notes, uh, Loretta Lynn and. Patsy Klein and like all this stuff and it was so funny that it started off awesome because it's like all of these things like all of the country music that I celebrate is all there and then you get you start coming around towards the end but not there yet and you're like oh I see Reba McIntyre I'm start I, okay I feel like we're hitting the the, the dead zone already <laughs> <laughs> time to turn around <laughs> yeah. but it was like right at the end and Mike and I looked at each other we're like all right we're good <laughs> and we like breeze past all the like pop country I don't have anything against Reba but I I, I don't like I don't like her music but I mean whatever i'm indifferent but i realized that that was like the break and like all right we're good we're not going to see anything we like over here like there was some shania twain thing that was there we're like oh what's what are all these clothes i'm like shania twain pass (laughs) i'm like here's the el paso section and we just like left yeah but like the country music hall of fame it was cool i think the whole premise of it kind of sucks as far as like you could pretty much have to pay to get in and like certain people that should be there weren't there for like so long but whatever it had a bunch of cool shit and i was like yeah i was it was it was a lot of fun it was definitely worth it yeah since we're catching up about our trips uh we have a few people that would like to talk about their own experiences so this first clip is from jay inslee What's up, BFFers slash hashtag Allison people? It's Jay Inslee. Remember me? I used to create silly but fun Photoshop memes of Allison in the Thursday game when Greg, Jenna, and Al were on. Plus, I poisoned all of you with Moxie. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I've been pretty quiet over here on the Allison side, but it's only because I've been helping out Jenna Kim Jones and the hashtag Al with some projects after they moved last year. Let's see. I built Jenna's Wikipedia page. I produced all of the 2017 best of episodes of the hashtag sorry not sorry podcast and I've been working on my current limited run project hosting the JKJ party animals fan podcast while Jenna and the hashtag gal take a hiatus from their pod to focus on some upcoming projects. Now many of you guys have already been on the show so you gotta check it out on iTunes or Stitcher. Remember it's called the JKJ party animals fan podcast. I've posted it a few times in the Facebook group. Why am I here? Why am I giving you this message? Well, it's to tell you if you want to hear all about Jenna's show in Georgia from this past weekend, the trouble Lisa, her kids, and my wife all started at Jenna's local Target, how much barbecue that Raphael ate. Lots of barbecue in my belly. Other interviews with BFFers, JKJ, and the hashtag Al, you have to tune into this week's episode. I mean, come on. We have both Lisa and Raphael. It's kind of like an extension. But let me tell you the truth. It was so nice that I finally got to participate in a live event on the right side of the coast. 
Yeah, hanging out with Lisa again was just awesome. I swear, it's like siblings who actually like each other hanging out and causing all sorts of trouble. I may have been a little starstruck meeting Raphael and Rachel, but don't tell them I don't want Raphael getting a bigger ego. Boy, do I. He's so gangsta. Uh, can you insert Al's beatboxing here? If you have 35 minutes to give, you can save a child in a country like South Dakota, which is close to Tennessee, if you're talking about it in Lisa math. No, I mean, if you have 35 minutes, which you know is like a fraction of this BFF fan cast, because if they haven't already talked about the Thursday show, holy moly, folks, just hang out, grab a sleeping bag. It's going to go on and on and on. Uh, I wish I had been alone. Just kidding. Love you guys. Listen each week. Shout out Brittany. But 35 minutes, that's all you need to listen to all the hijinks. And it covers tons of stuff. Follow the show's Twitter feed at JKJ Party Animals. Anyway, this commercial interruption is now complete. I'm going to bring you back to Lisa and Raphael. Yes, for sure. Check out the JKJ Party Animals fan podcast with Jay Inslee. It's super fun. Rafi and I have both been guests on it. And uh, you can get all the details of Jay's Georgia experience. It was definitely fun for me. So listen to that. And this next clip is from Whitney and Jacob, her brother. Sup, turds. <laughs> hey, Rafi, Lisa. Shout out to everybody that we saw in Georgia. Hey, Rachel, Jay, everybody. Uh, it was really great having everybody in Atlanta. It was really cool to see everybody at the show, connect some faces with uh, the voices and everybody's uh, Twitter handle. But we really enjoyed the show. Thought Jenna did a great job. Sort of curious about how the first show went because I know she was saying that, you know, it was sort of a different atmosphere. So looking forward to when it comes out, maybe get a listen. But yeah, excited uh, that everybody got to try the uh, boiled peanuts too. <laughs> the, the further we can spread that, the better. Yeah, those boiled peanuts weren't A plus boiled peanuts. I would give them like a B, but not bad. I think Rachel was really surprised by the texture. Yeah, they were a little soggy. Tiny bit. A little bit. I guess if you've never had them, we didn't realize it, but most people don't know that they're soft, but they are. When you crack them open on the inside, they're soft completely. Maybe like the texture of like chunky mashed potatoes kind of. Yeah. But they're delicious and you should try them, but only if you can get them from the uh, uh, an approved vendor, like a redneck in overalls. Yeah, off the side of the road like a state highway gotta be <laughs> and if they have peaches being sold at the same establishment mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. a good sign mm -hmm. anyway it was really fun to see everybody and i uh, can't wait to hear rafi's stories on the rest of the podcast and thanks for making the trip down to atlanta maybe someday we'll be able to go to y'all's city too yeah make a trip out west sounds good all right see you later bye bye Oh my god, I fucking love them. I hope they come on the show again soon because I really enjoyed talking with them and I feel like I didn't get to talk to them as much as I wanted to. If it wasn't such a family trip, I think eh, things would have been a tiny bit different. I would have been up fucking in Magic City. Are you kidding me? Little Rafi, it wouldn't have been a shitty strip club, let me tell you. Uh, anyway, boiled peanuts, definitely interesting. I'd like to try them again when they're hot and fresh and on the side of the road, hopefully. And Whitney and Jacob, it was just awesome. It was awesome to meet you guys and to have this experience together. So hopefully you can make the pilgrimage out to California at some point to an Allison event and we can really uh, whoop it up. I don't know. Anyway. All right. And I just want to quickly say shout out to 
Whitney's husband, Mark, because he actually listens to Allison's show. He told us that he will listen to the Monday if it's a guest that he knows, but mostly he listens to Thursdays and he's in love with Allie Ward. So shout out to him. Ooh, nice. You know what? Since you're, we're doing shout outs, what, we already said some people, but let's do some shout outs, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Shout out to Brittany, obviously. Duh. Uh, shout out to you, Rafi, and Rachel for holding down the fort last week. It was a great episode, and I listened to it on the airplane, and uh, it was it was cool to just. It's cool when I can listen to our show, and it like it sounds awesome, and I don't have to be a part of it. <laughs> Uh, every time I say something, it's supposed to be a compliment and it comes out like shitty. What I'm saying is you did an awesome job. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you for saying. And shout out to Megan. She gave me a nice shout out on that episode. And there's a small update. I've been uh, in contact with her mom and the GoFundMe is supposedly set up, but not up and running yet. So I'll keep everyone posted. I know everyone's been reaching out about it still. And I know that even though she's healing and and things like that, I know she's not out of the woods yet as far as money goes. And I'm, anything that, that we can get for her is she's going to appreciate and needs. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Megan. I don't know if you, you enjoyed that. I gave her the big stuffed avocado. And obviously, when I heard about her accident, we were at brunch and I was like, obviously, bottomless mimosa up. And we went to a toy store and I saw the avocado. I'm like, obviously, we'll get it because of Allison's show. But I figured it'd be perfect shape for her to be able to hug and like to comfort her. And it turns out that it did. Uh, it did the job or is doing the job and also the bottle of wine and sleeping pills. I thought that was just funny (laughs) and I'm sure they're being put to good use. Also shout out to my friend Jen in North Carolina for, for hanging out with us and taking time out of your life to like just show us around. And we got to see, I forgot to mention this in North Carolina, we went to Lure Lake and that is where Dirty Dancing was filmed. So I didn't also uh, some other things I forgot, but, uh, Firestarter and Shawshank Redemption. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Anyway, that was just an extra little bonus, and, and that was really, really cool. Uh, shout out to Jay Inslee. Uh, shout out to Whitney, her brother Jacob, her husband Mark. Shout out to Jenna and Al, and all the rest of the JKJ people, and Rafi and Rachel. It was nice to see all of you guys out there. Uh, do you have any other shout outs besides Mark? Uh, yes, everyone that you mentioned, and also one more. Shout out to Rumi and Sir, Love Blue. Shout out to my one person that will get that reference. (laughs) That's good. Is it going to be Whitney that she's going to get it? (laughs) Actually, uh, probably yes. Or Jen? Mm, Maybe. Okay. Maybe Kelly. Oh, shout out to Kelly because as we're recording, it is her birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, Kelly. There were so many birthdays this, this month. Uh, BFF birthday. So yeah, happy birthday, Kelly. Old four bagger. (laughs) (laughs) I've a couple of notes from last week's show because I wasn't on to talk about it, but uh, the fan phone call, super excited that that's back. I don't know how, do you just email her? I don't remember her mentioning it, but I guess people have emailed her their phone numbers. Did she announce it on Twitter or like, how did that, I don't, I mean. I think it was Twitter. Yeah. Okay. I, it's funny when you're, when you're on vacation, I felt like I was 
kind of in tune with what was going on, but then totally not. Because I'm like, I didn't even know you put out the show. And I'm like, damn it. I missed that. Yeah. So the fan phone call, that was cool. Uh, I was a little bit bothered that it's a Adam Carolla listener, like an everyday listener. She really could have gotten Baba buoyed on the first fan phone call. Yes, I thought the same thing. But after hearing how well the call went, I feel like we need to look her up on Twitter and possibly get her for this show. I agree. I think it was a fun phone call. And... I'm glad that Allison's bringing it back. I thought for sure it was going to be that Todd Campbell guy who won the phone call from her on eBay, but maybe they're maybe it'll be on the sh- the Thursday show. I don't know how that's going to work out. Anyway, also last week they talked about Are You My Mother, the book, which I totally thought it was a Dr. Seuss book as well, and they said no, it's just you know Dr. Seuss adjacent or just looks like it by the cover art. I do like how Daniel had to get his cat dig in because. I like how you said, of course, the cat's an asshole. It's like, well, the cat isn't an asshole. The author is portraying the cat as an asshole. <laughs> anyway, obviously that was uh, heated for me. But uh, Lauren mentioned that she reads this book and makes all kinds, you know, does all the voices. And Jen at Dulce CA 17 called her out on uh, maybe sharing that with us. So she sent in a clip. Hi, best friends. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Rafi. Hi, Jen. I'm calling in with uh, a little bit of Are You My Mother as requested by Jen because I did a little bit of bragging about the animal voices that I do. And now I am feeling like I'm not going to live up to the expectations, but I'm going to try. So, okay. So this is Are You My Mother by P.D. Eastman. And we'll start with the dog. Then he came to a dog. Are you my mother? He said to the dog. I'm not your mother. I am a dog, said the dog. The kitten was not his mother. The hen was not his mother. The dog was not his mother. So the baby bird went on. Now he came to a cow. Are you my mother, he said to the cow. How could I be your mother, said the cow. I am a cow. The kitten and the hen were not his mother. The dog and the cow were not his mother. Did he have a mother? I did have a mother, said the baby bird. I know I did. I have to find her. I will. I will. And uh, that's all I got for now. This is Lauren. And uh, have a great day, everybody. Bye. Oh, my God. That was beyond awesome. Thank you so much, Lauren. That was so perfect. I want you to come over and read bedtime stories to me now and not a creepy way. Hopefully, Jen, that was a good payoff for you because it was for us. I did the same thing with books with my kids. And even, you know, like Allison, when she was on, I think, Jordan, Jesse Go, possibly, and they were talking about the Chicka Chicka Boom Boom book. That one stuck out in my head as far as like, I totally had a song for it, but you do make all the different voices and make it fun. I just read sign language for last month's book, Jerry Seinfeld's book. And one thing I did do because it was such a short book and it's just all his stand. Uh, do you have sign language? The I book? think we talked about it. I think I sold it on eBay a couple years ago. I, I don't know if I ever read it. I thought I did. It, it's just all his stand up bits and I would read it in his voice in my head. <laughs> What's the deal? Cause, like, with some reading? of them. <laughs> Yeah, because some of the some of them were used on the show, so I would just imagine it like it was. <laughs> well, it's the deal. And uh, yeah, after like a little bit, I I was like, yeah, I just need to finish reading this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to like space it out so it's every chapter is like a one hour special. <laughs> Anytime you can mention Seinfeld, I'm I'm all for it. Shall we talk about Monday? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Sarah Colonna. I loved her energy on the show. I. Loved hearing about her relationship with her husband. This notion that you can have a relationship that doesn't include fighting and that you 
rarely see the other person mad. I, I feel like uh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I I almost like just. <laughs> I almost just like was a robot that just collapsed on itself. <laughs> like it doesn't compute. I don't understand. So the fact that like when she he finally was mad that she kind of laughed at him and our kids do that too. Like she was saying, you know, when you're a kid and you don't realize that that's probably not the best idea. But I can't imagine this kind of relationship. And it, I, I don't know. I'm just jealous of it, I guess. <laughs> sounds idyllic. It just sounds like they have a really solid true relationship and it's like the opposite of that is her other relationship where she was talking about being secure in a relationship like the feeling of you you've been secure but then somebody forces you into being a jealous person which i'm not a jealous person i'm just like trust everybody and then somebody will force me into being jealous and i hate being that person that has to be like icky and feel gross like i just want to live my life and not have to like deal with all this nonsense like that just is so much extra bullshit yeah, I think it's nice that they have a good relationship. And I feel like with a professional football player, that's uh, probably rare. Yes. And also, I, I don't know how old she is or how old he is, but I feel like I don't know these people, but I, like I'm happy for them. Like they seem to be in a very mature and like like they're both like kind of like she's kind of big in this comedy world and he's like a professional football player. So I feel like uh, it's one of those relationships where they like really are good matches for each other, even though I literally know nothing else about these people. Same. And what I don't understand, first of all, someone coming from a comic, someone who's a comedian, someone who's a professional football player, both of those people don't sound like they're ever in good relationships. And the fact that they, I don't know, I feel like they should have a relationship podcast because I want to know how this fucking works and how you meet your match and I, 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 well, not how you meet your match. That's not a dumb but maybe they could help people to help, you know, find their match and just how to be in a good relationship that I, I don't know. I think that's kind of foreign for a lot of people. So it'd be interesting to hear their, both of their sides. On another relationship note is having a breakup with friends. I've certainly had to do that. And I, I've never been direct because, number one, I'm non-confrontational. But also, I don't think that they deserved an explanation if you're a bad friend, then fuck you. And I just going to ghost you and you can just figure it out yourself. It does suck that you have to go through that whole thing and like sound like her friend. Her friend sounded a lot like my friend that I had for 20 years where it's kind of like mm, they say mean things to you or they kind of like belittle you in front of other people, which she did a lot. And she took joy in my pain or things that I went through or she would dismiss if I like I wasn't allowed to feel pain because she always had it worse than I did in her head she was like a real Eeyore so like I wasn't allowed to ever feel or anything like that around her and just I don't know I can I I equate her to like gum on your shoe where you're just like oh my god I just need to get it off you're annoying me and I finally got it off but it's one thing that I've been teaching my kids is the only thing I can do is to try and teach my kids to, to learn from my own mistakes is if a relationship is bad no matter what like it you don't have to be in it. And with my daughter, she was in a, a, a relationship with her friend that was very similar, very controlling, very everything. And she started kind of like turning into me. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, but I can't tell her like, hey, this relationship sucks. But she figured out after like three months, like, I don't want to be friends with her. She, I'm, I'm not allowed to be me. And I'm like, whoa, OK, cool. Like that. You didn't have to have gum on your shoe for 20 years. Good for you. 
You just gave me a brilliant name for my anti-Corolla podcast. Ooh. Get it off. Gotta get it off. Shut this fucking bullshit off. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> so when are you starting this podcast? <laughs> it's been going since uh, 2012. It's your inner monologue permanently. Wait, when did she get fired? 2015? Sorry, it's been going on since 2015. <laughs> what did you say? 2012? You're like, I already Yeah, that's know. when she started it. Oh, her show. right. Got confused there. I'm an idiot. Yeah, but you're obviously winning at uh, Allison Trivia, so... Which we will find the, the winner of the Mega Quiz soon, I think, this weekend. So stay tuned for that, winners. I will. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said winners, and that's obviously Obviously. Me. I should have said wieners. Oh, wait. This just in. Speak of the devil. I just got a message from Ray Morgan. It looks like he has an announcement to make. Hey, everyone. Ray Morgan here. And I'm now about to announce the winner of the Allison Rosen Mega Quiz. Uh, in the bragging rights bracket, where people were not playing for the prize, Rafael Castaneda smoked this game with 29 out of the 32 possible points. And I should have the most bragging rights. Got a whole swish of sweet food. Rappers get convened now. About to start balling like I'm coming off a rebound. Yeah. Ulysses Atkins comes in second with a strong 21.5. And now, the prize reveal. I had two books signed at the last bookstore last month, so second place wins one too. So congratulations, Joanna Bowman. You also win a signed copy of Allison's book. Okay, and now, the winner. Her email says she's Whitney Chandler. Everywhere else, she's Whitney Neal. But you can also call her the winner of the first annual Allison Rosen Mega Quiz. Okay. Also, I'd like to thank everyone who played. Tim Ortez, who played every round. Also, Leanne Ward, Jennifer Sullivan, Jen Stark, and Lee Bruins. Thank you for playing, and good night. Oh, my God, that's so exciting. You guys are awesome. You are truly the biggest fans. Lil Rafi, apparently Ultra, might be number one. I'm not sure. Superfan Megan, what do you think? Whitney, congratulations. Lil Rafi, congrats. Everybody else. And thanks, Ray, for the awesome quiz. And that was definitely worth the interruption. Let's get back to Monday. So Sarah mentioned, you know, taking turns, maybe being the bad whatever. Like you're the you're the bad friend, the bad roommate, the bad tipper. <laughs> and I feel like as far as like I've had bad friends, I've had bad roommates, but I've also been the, those those roles. And I wonder... If it's just ha comes with age where you realize, oh, hey, that's kind of shitty to, to do that to your friend or whatever, to your roommate or whatever it is. And if it's just a growing experience or do we all just play off of other people? Like, I, let me give you an example. I have a close friend who is, she's not really grown up, <laughs> but she would be in relationships with people that were the exact opposites of each other. So she would be with someone who is very controlling and mean, and she would turn into like this mouse 
or she would be the controlling mean one. And be, so it was never like there's never an even playing field. It was always like she's in control or she needed someone controlling her. And I, so I don't know if that's just her, but like, I wonder, do we all just take turns being the bad and the good of all of these things? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I don't think I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would ever say that I'm like the, I don't think it alternates with my friends at least. That's good. It just feels kind of even like they're all bad and you're good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely had that where I was, I felt like I always had all the bad friends and then I kind of switched a little bit where I think maybe I was a bad friend to people who were kind of, I guess I just didn't respect them and I wasn't really a good friend. Also, you know, I've accidentally been bad friend because a lot of times I don't, hmm, I don't think I give people what they, what they need or want sometimes because I always try and give people what I want. And in general, I don't need a lot. So sometimes me being there for someone is not the way they want me to be there for them. Does that make sense? Like sometimes when someone's going through something, I just kind of let them have their space because that's what I want. But sometimes people are like probably thinking, oh, where's Lisa at? Like she doesn't even give a shit, even though I'm thinking about them and like just giving them their space. But yeah, I well, I know that with me, I think the reason that I never am like the bad one is because like if it's someone that I don't even like care about, like why I wouldn't even be friends with them in the first place. Mm. So I'm just better than you. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> All right. So then let's talk about being addicted. Are you addicted to anything, including getting murdered, <laughs> not getting murdered? Uh, I'm addicted to Rageahol. I can't live without my rage. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I'm addicted to anything. I could, I mean, I have an unhealthy relationship, I think, possibly with alcohol every now and then, but for the most part, Eh, maybe not anymore. Actually, I, the, when I took a year off of drinking, I think that's when I had the unhealthy relationship. Mm. And now, occasionally, I overdo it, but it's it's rare, and I think it's pretty healthy. I'm not trying to, you know, hot, run from <laughs> something anymore. But uh, so no, no addictions. I like I. I would smoke a cigar or like if someone like if I was drunk and someone had a cigarette and they're like, oh, I'm going to go smoke it. But gosh, fuck it. I'll go with you. I, I could smoke one and then never smoke again. You know, like yeah. I uh, food. That's a good one. I can't give up shitty food. So yeah. maybe I don't know. I think mine obviously is food. And with with drinking, I think I have a mild addiction with where as far as I can't always like not <laughs> drink that that came out wrong my life doesn't revolve around it but i definitely like having a couple drinks but i don't get to the point i don't let it go far anymore but unless it's on occasion like you were saying like i just kind of like keep it under control after this trip though i'm like eh, i could do without drinking i could do without any kind of fatty food <laughs> i mean i think the by the fourth day in mike and i both looked at each other and we're like i, I need a salad so when we were in Georgia, we just both had, we both got a big salad for dinner. <laughs> and then coming home, I'm like, we had another salad on the day we came home. I was like, let's just have salad for dinner. Like, I don't, I can't, I can't do this too much. Also, our neighbors are having us over for ribs tomorrow. So I'm like, let's, so we're coming home to ribs. Perfect. But yeah, food is hard because you have to have it to live. So I know that I revolve a lot of things around eating, no matter if it's good or bad. Like I do have bad food choices, 
I make good ones, but in life, like everything revolves around food. Like, oh, we're going to go do this. We're going to go eat here. Like, where are we going to eat? Because we're going here. It's always about that. So it's a tougher thing to get a hold on because you need it to live. But still, I, I don't know. That's definitely mine. Is your neighbor Homer Simpson and they're having a BBBQ? The extra B is for B-Y-O-B-B. <laughs> no, they, well, we probably bring our own, but they do have, what do they call it? Bacon, butts, and it is three Bs, but it's something Brisket? else. Maybe. And he's like, they have, they ordered this special barbecue that was special made in like Kentucky or something that was like $8,000. And he rolls it out and it's like every kind of meat possible in there. But he said he was having us over for ribs but i also got an invitation to his birthday that is called bacon butts and possibly brisket unless it's bacon butts and birthdays i don't know it's uh, maybe it's just bacon butts and burgers oh no they don't fool they don't fool around with burgers he'll literally have like smoked bacon and then they'll do bacon on the grill on skewers and then he does like these butter ribs butter and honey ribs and then obviously regular barbecue ribs and just pork butt brisket everything i go over there so hungry i have three bites of his homemade bacon and i'm like i'm good and i go i need to go take a nap now yeah but anyway he's not a cop is he no he's not he is he works for some big video game company they literally oh. get like beer and stuff at work. Must be nice. I was going to say, I would love to have this guy as a neighbor, except for I'd probably die of a heart attack. But if he was a cop, I'd die of something else. <laughs> yeah. And he's from Chicago too. So, but it's funny. He's like a- adapted to this California lifestyle. By the way, coming home from the South to California, getting off the plane, my husband and, husband and I both were like, ah, like you can breathe here. <laughs> Fuck. Now I realize why we pay so much to live here. That <laughs> sounded shitty. Yeah. So, are you scared of being murdered? Uh, no, I pray for it every day. Oh, shit! Maybe you should live no. around some cops. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not afraid of being murdered, but like, uh, like you, I do carry a pocket knife, but that's just because I use it, like, so much. Mm. Uh, just like doing regular shit, whether it's at work or at home. Like, you, you'd be surprised how often it comes in handy. Oh, I see my uh, husband so using I, it all the time. I'm like, seriously, you can't just eat the apple. You have to get out your pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, I forgot my keys. Let me get my pocket knife. <laughs> yes. Start jamming it in the door. Uh, no. Uh, oh yeah, murdered. Uh, no, I'm not worried, but I feel like I'm, I'm ready for them with this two and a half inch blade on my hip <laughs> i know i realized after carrying a knife and always being ready that I, i'll probably in, end up injuring myself if i need to use it or the fact that you have to get close to someone to use it is a huge part of the problem so the pepper spray is my newest thing but i am not scared of being murdered i think it's funny i don't, I don't know if it's funny but it's interesting that sarah has like she has a huge fear of being murdered. I have a fear of things happening to me, but I think it's just because they've happened to me before. And so I have this fear of like, I know randomness in life can happen. Plus with the world that we live in now, it's like it can happen anywhere for no reason at all. And so I worry about that kind of thing. But sh- it seems I'm not crippling exactly, but it seems like it's it's a huge part of her life. Also, the fact that she thought she may have been Sharon Tate reincarnated is funny and sad and scary and the way that Sharon Tate died is is what I'm most scared of is like the home invasion type of situation but uh what do you think have you ever felt like you were reincarnated from something else or someone else no but when she said this I thought that's some Lisa shit I was (laughs) like (laughs) that sounds like something you would have said I think I 
felt the same way. I'm like, wow, that's even weirder than the things I think. <laughs> but the fact that she has such fear of knives and all of these things and that, that that's her, 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 what she feels is such a, it is, I wonder if she is, who knows? Yeah, I, I the whole thing is is interesting. Also, she's came out with a regulation size handbags for going to games, which obviously it's not something I'll probably ever buy, but it's kind of genius that she came up with this. Also, the fact that they think that you can't hide a gun in that is silly because, I mean, they've maybe never been to a gun store or have ever seen guns that are small. <laughs> yeah, you probably have a Derringer strapped to your thigh right now. <laughs> I do have. What is that little gun that we have? I don't know. Mike's like, we sh- you should probably just carry this around. I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, you know, they do have the flashbang holster, which is a bra with a holster in it. Sounds like it's right up your alley. Can you imagine? Fucking gun would get lost in there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, hold on. Uh... <laughs> just rip the bra. <laughs> just whip them out. It's like, it's like Mary Poppins bag. <laughs> hold on a second. So there's that. Obviously, you easily hide a gun in there. Also, I've hidden, accidentally hidden weapons in stuff that, mm, one of them made it through security in my husband's wallet. I've made it through plenty of times. And, but I mean, if you want to bring something in, you can. It's silly. But anyway, we got, I guess I'll just tell you. So all the killers out there, are you hearing this? James Leroy Wilson can get some hints on how to bring stuff in. But my, just kidding, James, we love you. My father-in-law one of our uh, stocking stuffers was like this credit card and you fold it out into a knife. So I put it in my wallet once and totally forgot about it. And I made it through security a few places where I came in. I'm like, oh shit, I had a fucking knife in my wallet and I didn't even know. Okay. I am about to Google credit card knife uh, because <laughs> I always forget that I have my pocket knife on me and then I'll see like they're checking bags and patting you down, but they don't have a metal detector. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I have to stuff it in my boot or my shoe or whatever. And then I'm like, uh, hopefully they don't uh, have a metal detector further along. And so far it's worked out, but uh, <laughs> I always forget. So, But if I could just hide it in my wallet, that'd be perfect. Yes. I've also done that where, where there's no metal detectors. It's like, okay, once again, we can go back to my Mary Poppins bag of tricks. I would always carry stuff in my bra. <laughs> Somebody wanted to bring in uh, probably some well, drugs, I guess. And I'm like, oh, sure, I'll carry it in for you. Brittany, you'll probably remember at Ink and Iron when I carried $10,000 in for one person. I don't want to ask what he was there with that for. Uh, but first anyhow. of all, what is Ink and Iron? <laughs> It's a car show and tattoo show at the Queen Mary. So it's pretty cool. I don't think you have to smuggle in $10,000. I think you can just walk in with that. That's what I don't understand because he wanted me to hold it for him. I'm like, why? But okay. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure I've got stuff in there. I don't even know it's there anymore. You've probably got stuff in your jail locker that you'll never see again. (laughs) Jail locker. Yeah, so were you going to say something? Or are you looking up knives? Oh, I forgot. I'm looking up. I was trying to find the purses uh, that she makes, but I, on, I'm on Amazon, and there seems to be a ton of competitors. Because they have to be clear, they all kind of look stupid, but I do think that it's a genius idea, and good for her for doing it. Yeah, jump on that. I mean, that's perfect. It's It, it adds up. If you have to be there and deal with it, it's it's... 
Perfect. Also, one last note about her husband. I think it's fucking adorable that he loves Christmas and decorations and the movies and everything about Christmas so much. It's so endearing. And I seriously just want to know more about both of them. I need to hear them both on a show. Yeah, Leanne suggested that he do Feliz Navipod, which is a Christmas podcast. Oh, perfect. And I think that would be a, a great way to get to know some more about this guy. I love that idea. Way to go, Leanne. You're always thinking. Also, back to last week's about topic about reading. If you listen to Audible books, if it counts as reading, I've always thought that it didn't until I met Leanne. And then I realized, like, she's still consuming books. And she doesn't have the ability to read, so obviously it, it is considered reading. I just feel like if you have the choice and you and you listen instead of reading, then that feels like lazy. But I don't know why. Why is that a stigma? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. Do what you do, I guess. Exactly. Leanne, you do it best. All right. Anything else from Monday before we move on to Colonel's Colonel's? Nope. All right, let's hear a little something from Sheffrey. Does this qualify as a question from a fan? No, I've never heard of one. Is this what you want to be? Uh, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to argue any of that. But it's like, we could do better. Just thought it was like a walk on fire thing. For a pudding recipe, just that simple. Well, I guess you're a total loser. Genuinely one of the most interesting people I've ever met. Chasing hoops down the street. Yes. My super anal. Maybe. 2015 offensive. Or should I say, no, pal, come on in. You are coming in and you have to deuce it out. That's okay. Come on in because you have to deuce it out. Neither one of them is super satisfying. What's going on? Big gal. Hashtag whatever. I'm hip. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Finger licking good. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know what the clip was, but Okay. Well, it's from the Colonel, so eh, it's that time of the month for me. And I don't mean my period. All right. So Thursday, we were her little lemon icebox cakes sent in by Natalie Sherlock on Patreon. And she did mention that every week she just lists carbs that she's eaten and that she had just eaten. And I do the same thing. I usually will do that. Or it's, of course, themed to whatever show that I'm watching or a show that I like. So Twin Peaks, Seinfeld. It was Vanderpump Rules for a minute there. And or if it's just something I just ate, I sent in hot chicken because we were in Nashville and that's their like thing. And we were going to go have hot chicken and the lines were crazy long. So we're like, fuck this. But I got the recipe from that restaurant and um, we're going to make it on Sunday. So I'm excited to try hot chicken. Also, the aforementioned Texas Pete's hot sauce had never tried it before. It's in the recipe. So I ordered some. It's coming today. Have you ever heard of a icebox cake? I have heard of one. I don't think I've ever looked into it because, number one, I don't really love cake that much. Uh, number two, I did think it was just some sort of an old-fashioned thing. <laughs> and I just, I'd heard of it. I just didn't know what it was. It sounds kind of good, except for cream cheese. I don't know. It sounds kind of like a like one of those no-bake cheesecake mixes type of things. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of of Nabisco's famous chocolate refrigerator roll, which is, uh, I guess, similar. I don't know. I, uh, please I Googled send that it. in next week. Uh, <laughs> no, this looks like fucking frosting with like cookies in the middle. This looks like shit. Oh. Hopefully, I mean, oh, ho ew. Hopefully it was delicious, <laughs> but I'm just glad that it was another item I've never heard of. I did send in a carb. I sent in boiled peanuts. Oh, nice. For our trip to Georgia. And it did not get picked. And this is why I don't send in carbs, because I cannot deal with the rejection. Oh, 
Well, I've been rejected for how many weeks now? Not enough. Oh, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, last week, the it's funny because the Beef on Weck, we were watching uh, Stupid Diners, Drives, and Dives while we were on our trip. It was just on. Uh, Beef on Weck came up, and I kept thinking they were saying wet because they dipped it in the azure or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And then for it to come up on Allison's show and then for whatever, for her to pick that as the, the carb was like funny. It's the same week that I learned what it was, I guess. It also looks good. And we are for sure going to top round hell to the yes. Oh my God. I can't wait. I just invited myself <laughs> the next time you're here. <laughs> I'm tagging along because I like you, unlike you, I'm not a I'm, Arby's indifferent. I forget about it. And I think it's probably better than I think it is. Like I put it together with Wendy's because Wendy's sucks. But I think it's just because they're close together by my house. So I just assume they're both like third world country of fast food. But every time I go there, I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. And I think that top round sounds fucking amazing. And I like horseradish. So that's going to be even better. Also, top round sounds like a movie I saw once. But once? <laughs> moving on. <laughs> you, well, you know. Well, and then you me, went to. It took me a year to watch it all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> and then you watch bottom round. Oh, yeah. Also, Top Round is like a really cheap cut of meat. Anyway, Allison's had two new guests on Thursday last week with, uh, what's his face? Eric Martin. Eric Martin, who, uh, can he just come over and read me bedtime stories, please? Because his voice is dreamy. I mean, soothing, not dreamy. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for just letting me hang out to try there. Um, and this week she had Daniel Van Kirk along with Renee Colvert. I always think it's strange. Last week it made sense because he was with Jordan Morris and they're doing the show, the podcast bubble together. So that makes sense. But having a new person on Thursdays is always strange to me to not try them out or at least let us get to know them on Monday and see if they, she has a good sense for if they'd be good or not. And Daniel Van Kirk was, was awesome. I liked him, but it is interesting to kind of throw someone in on a Thursday. So if you haven't already, you should go listen to Dumb People Town with Allison Rosen because she was recently on and he's on that show as well as the Sklar Brothers. And I mostly know Daniel Van Kirk from Doug Loves Movies mm. because he plays Mark Wahlberg on that show. <laughs> and he does a great Mark Wahlberg and all he talks about is working out and it's pretty funny. So yeah, check out all of the show's with any of these people. Yeah, I liked him a lot. And that show, that show sounds really funny. Also, was it his show, the Pen Pals show? Yes, coming soon with Rory Scovel. I love this idea. This is such a perfect idea for a podcast because it can go on forever. You're never going to run out of content. It's going to be different all the time. It's such a smart idea. And I'm bummed that I'm not a successful comedian and that I came up with it at the same time. <laughs> It sounds like a great idea, but at the same time, now I'm listening to Bubble. It's like there are too many podcasts, and I want to listen to the teaser that is out now, but if I do, I'll probably want to listen to the whole show, and then, God damn it, I don't have the time. Shout out to you, Jordan Morris. I actually tried to listen to the first episode last night. I say tried because I had taken uh, my Benadryl and was starting to fall asleep and I put earbuds in and I probably heard the first sentence and that was about it. But yeah, you're right. There are too many, but this is like, this sounds like it could, it, I, it could be like an every, like I would listen to all of them and like be my new favorite next to you, Allison. Don't worry. Speaking of Big Al, I love that the whole Big Al thing came back up and Colonel Jeff's like, it's so close to Big Gal. <laughs> 
which is very true. Like, no big girl wants to be called big anything. I know I shared my nickname was Big Lisa. And it wasn't because I was big yet, but it was just, like, in the cards, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nothing to say. (laughs) I shared it because my best friend was Lisa, and she was little. So they called her Little Lisa, and I was Big Lisa. And by the way, in Texas, it wasn't Big Lisa. It was Big Lisa. Big Lisa. (laughs) There is a guy at work that we called Little Steve because there was a bigger Steve that worked there, but he got fired. (laughs) It just makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, but he's still going to be Little Steve. How can they have two littles in the same place? Sounds like they run a pretty tight ship over there. (laughs) We'll just change your name to Coco. Oh, rest in peace, Coco. (laughs) (laughs) Just died over the weekend? During the week? I don't know. I don't even know what fucking day it is anymore. This trip just really threw me off. Uh, Allison's doing a giveaway on Instagram, which is so cool. It's the, the scent bird. It's a three-month subscription, which is awesome because you and I were talking about doing subscribing. Like, I still want to do it. And I always forget. And we can't forget. We need to support Allison. Go to AllisonRosen.com and support all of her sponsors. Become a Patreon subscriber. Buy her merchandise. Buy her book. But anyway, this is a good... This is fun. So you go on Instagram. You post... You tag someone that might like A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. And she's going to pick someone at random to get a free subscription. Do you have anybody can you can just, tag? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, can we just tag each other? Ooh, tag, you're it. <laughs> that sounded gross. So I obviously already told Brittany to listen and she became a listener. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing my part. So my friend Jen from North Carolina, I I tagged her. I'm hoping that she listens because then maybe she'll start listening to this show. And that's one of my favorite things is like talking to Brittany about little things. Like she'll be like, oh, wow. So you said this and like <laughs> really calls me out on some things where I'm like, yeah, it's embarrassing, but fun. And I'd love to have another friend that does that with me because it's it's uh, it's another layer of fun. Yeah. Also, Jen dated somebody from the same band that Allison dated at the same around the same time. And also had a crush on Dave Quackenbush that was mentioned last week from Allison, which is interesting to me and Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I still don't know who Quacken guy is. He, and, the uh, Vandals. Hello. Oh, the Vandals. Yes. Oh, don't. The Vandals. They're awesome. <laughs> which also, Jordan, I think he and I have a lot of mm, hmm, bands in the same kind of sort of taste i think he's more of like the fat records punk which i never considered punk but still i was into those bands like the me first and the gimme gimmies and the no effects and all those bands i would suggest if you haven't listened to allison's first episode on get up on this where they talk about me first the gimme gimmies uh no effects all the ska typey stuff and i've only heard one me first and the gimme gimme songs and it was their cover. Actually, I probably heard two, but it was their cover of Over the Rainbow. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They have a whole fine. album of covers of songs. Um, also, Lagwagon. Uh, let me think of some of the other ones because this is really interesting. Yeah, that episode was good because I was like, ooh, that's fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Also, I dated literally dated one of the Moron Brothers. Nobody out there is going to understand what that means. So. Good, good from that. Uh, did you? They talked about learning things, whether it's right or wrong, from watching TV or from movies. And I think, I think our whole culture is based on just stuff that you learned on TV, where you're like, "Did I? 
is that something that happened in my childhood or was that on a show or was that like you know what I mean? Like you hear information, you're like, oh, it's probably true. It's in a script. So it just becomes part becomes part of our life. A lot like how we were talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago, how we copy commercials, you know, eating the gum the way they do on a commercial or whatever. But have you ever, are there things that you learned from TV? Literally everything I know, <laughs> I probably learned from TV. Uh, I know for a fact, as a kid watching Arthur, I learned how to spell aardvark because I think in one episode they kept singing A-A-R-D-V-A-R-K. Um, yeah, just countless things that I know of just because of television and movies. Yeah, I don't think I could think of anything specifically, but I think the, the same. First of all, TV raised me, so that's that's my mom and my dad. <laughs> they They wouldn't lie to me, right? <laughs> Uh, the funny thing is that, uh, much like your actual parents, the TV buzzes. Oh! <laughs> I was trying to go for some kind of drunk joke there. It didn't really work. Well, <laughs> oh, I was going to turn it into something Seinfeld, but it was a stretch. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Fuck that. The whole political thing is like, I, I don't fault people for talking about politics, but I, there are. If I want it, I'll go find it. Like I get an asshole on Facebook, you get an asshole on Twitter. And, you know, listening to podcasts is escape from reality and to talk about stupid, frivolous things <laughs> to complain about. It's not, you know, real stuff. But, you know, I think the only thing is, is I feel like Colonel Jeff was the only one that said something that was totally sane, but not because I'm biased either. But anyway. On that subject, I I know we talked about it last week briefly. And I'm not saying anything new, but I agree with literally everything they were saying. This is fucking nuts. And I will be going to Mexico next week and possibly passing right by that border. And God damn it. It's fucking disgusting. It is. It's ugh. there's so many levels and it just like what Colonel Jeff was saying. Yes, there's an issue that needs to be addressed. Doing it cruelly and this disgusting, barbaric, like uh, it just it makes no sense but also saying like this is the world we live in it's like if you really look back at history not really a lot of great things that could pop up <laughs> so it's just another layer of shit that we're going through and i know there are just before we stop talking about this there are some i guess foundations or places you can go if you want to donate money or things or whatever you can donate i i know that so ali ward i think she was taking some donations or she was posted someone else one of her friends is doing donations so it's out there i feel like talking about it is is, is good but like it's hard when you can't do anything and i think that's what frustrates me the most is not like feeling is just feeling helpless with all of it but there are things that we can do besides just marching and talking about like there's things we could physically do and our money and time and things like that so i think that's important and i just want to adopt like all of them but i know they're eventually going to be going back to their parents but it's like i just want to take them and just like keep give them like foster them until like i just want to be the mom to everybody and i and i feel like sick that they don't have that let's hope they go back to their parents yeah I, 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 yeah, I guess I just, don't, I'm just so confused about the end game here. Like, I don't I'm really get it. But as far as what you were saying, that you might have been better off just <laughs> last week. That's what you said. <laughs> Not going back to your dad or whatever. Yeah, I think if uh, we were separated that early, maybe. Not the worst thing for me. 
Oh God. Okay. Well, it's we, we got to make light so we can change, change, uh, switch gears. Another thing that she did that's new this week is she read an email from a fan, which I was wondering if she was going to start bringing the advice section back, and I don't know why she got rid of it. Maybe it takes too much time. But this email from a fan thing is pretty cool. From a, oh yes, <laughs> I was like, which email? Um, <laughs> yes, some guy wrote in about I forget what it had to do with mm. clothes. Laundry. That's what it was. Yes. Which I think stems from my JMO of keeping stuff in my pockets. Possibly, I'm going to take the credit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, quick side note, when we went to the book signing, I had lip balm, Advil, and my rubber band. And so I showed Alice and I'm like, see, this is what's in my pockets. And she's like, oh, cool. I left and there was a rubber band that was on the ground. And she yells across the, the bookstore. She's like, hey, Lisa, what are your rubber bands is over here? And it wasn't mine, but it was just funny. That's like keeping it real. Allison, you're awesome. Imagine if you found a hot dog on the ground. Oh. <laughs> she wouldn't think it was mine, even though it probably was. So the email from a fan led to the fluff and fold and the doing the spouse's laundry situation. Okay, first of all, have you ever done fluff and fold? No, but when I would have to go to the laundromat, I would see the price. I think it was like a dollar a pound and I was just like, fuck, I should do that. But I never did for some reason. I think it's just the shame of having to be like, I'm so lazy. <sighs> I'm going to pay you to do this. I guess what I always think is that they're not going to do a good job. But they wouldn't be in business if they didn't do a good job. So also, it's not really a common thing around here that I, as far as I know, I don't go to a lot of dry cleaners or anything like that. Obviously, you see what I wear. <laughs> um, but I I am interested in this. Um, I finally taught the kids how to, they do their own laundry now. They've been doing it for a little while, but sometimes I still have to help them out with stuff. But they can pretty much do it themselves. It's just getting them to do it because it's a chore. But for, uh, let's see, 17 years, I've been doing my husband's laundry. And then when we had the kids, so for like 13 years, I've been doing four people's laundry. And it's fucking chore, but I feel like, especially being able to be a stay-at-home mom, like that was my job. And I feel like doing that... Doing all those things to me, it was really important is to take care of a family and to take care of a husband. Like that's really important to me. Whenever I hear like a sad Daniel saying like, I, I would feel like a king if somebody did my laundry or like, I just feel sad that that's not happening. But like, maybe that's just my own thing because they both work. So whatever. But anyway, I just feel like I like the role of being a woman who takes care of a man. And I think that it's important to make them feel like a king just for doing their stupid laundry. Uh, you are a dying breed, Lisa. <laughs> Old hot, old hot dog pockets. <laughs> uh, my husband started doing his own laundry a year ago, maybe a little bit less. When he was um, on, when he was jobless, at a certain point, I was like, okay. <laughs> so I'll probably start picking it back up again. But that was that was a little tough. Okay, this is not my this is not therapy session once again. So pudding tapioca. I think it was Daniel Van Kirk that said it best. That it's like. It's the food that you get when you can't when you can't chew or like if you can't eat, this is the food that you get. It's invalid food. Let's be honest. It's old lady food. My son's favorite dessert is tapioca, which is very strange to me. And pudding to me, I I am a texture person and I don't really like that texture. Uh, shout out to Megan. Check your mailbox. Tapioca, I'm sure, coming soon. Ooh. So 
where do you stand on pudding? I, I think that they they may have tapped into something here, though, because they're talking about, first of all, <laughs> I'm never going to go to a pudding party. That sounds like you probably seen that video. But the whole frozen yogurt thing, first of all, it became a popular thing. It went away and I was happy because I think it's overrated. And then it came back again. I'm like, how did this fucking come back again? But I feel like if there was a frozen pudding place, I can get behind that. Um, I feel like with just like with frozen yogurt, I'd go like once or twice and then I'd be like, eh, like Daniel said, I'll stick to ice cream. But uh, there was something funny that Renee said. She said something like about eat eat the pudding or something like that. <laughs> and I was just like, that sounded so funny to me. <laughs> it's it. Yes. And the like pudding pops like they're better than a lot of the popsicles because they're like creamier, I think. Tapioca is a weird thing, but I think with the popularity of boba, that it's becoming not weird to have like chunks of gelatin pearls in your food. Yeah, those those drinks, I I can't get behind them. It, it seems weird, but when I eat certain like sushi and it has like little fish eggs mm. and whatnot, I'm like, yum. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I agree. Have you ever had caviar? I've never had. After seeing all of this, like, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I've been really watching this week, there's a lot of caviar involved. I'm like, I don't think I've ever had caviar before. I don't know if I would like it. I've had, like, salmon roe, but mm, yeah, I want, like, straight up. Yes. I want that shit that's, like, $1,000 a can. I want fucking, like, the top shit. If I'm going to be eating fucking eggs and shit, might as well be the very best. So, like, they sell some... At Whole Foods, like that's like fifteen bucks a can, and they have the ones going up to like ninety bucks a can or something like that. But I'm like, I want to get like a fucking dollop that's like three hundred dollars. Where can I find that here? A dollop of of expensive caviar. Yes, I want the best. Like, I want it to be borderline illegal. I think I, that's the experience I want as well. I don't want to fool around with, like, shitty... Like you said, I've had the salmon roe and, like, whatever the egg the eggs are at, at sushi. And that's fine. But I want to have the stuff that, like, makes your teeth look disgusting. Like, full of black and, like, <laughs> just delicious. What if it's disgusting? I don't care. I don't think it's going to be disgusting. I think caviar is just super salty mm. and put that bitch on a cracker i'm all over it we're still talking about caviar right oh is that the name of the stripper that you went to see oh my god i wanted to ask you <laughs> did you go to magic city when you're in georgia um i did so it was after jenna's show and people were just dropping out left and right can i say really quick i feel like i feel so bad because i i was so fucking tired i felt like a bump on a bump on a bump on a log when we all got together for barbecue i was like fucking spent if there would have been alcohol at that establishment i think i would have perked right up but i was just like fuck like i'm just now meeting finally meeting whitney and jacob and her husband and it's like and i'm like a fucking dullard <laughs> anyway okay <laughs> so yeah so by the time we go to Magic City. It was just me and Rachel, and she did not want to go in. So she took a car home, and I went in there very briefly, and it was pretty much what I expected. Subpar strip club with a lot of sketchy characters. Oh, I have to mention this. when This is going to be a long episode. When we were standing in front, I was waiting with her till her car came, and a man walks up. He says, oh, we have a good night in there. And I was like, oh, actually, I haven't gone in. And he goes, oh, that's good. Hey, uh, no disrespect. I got OG Kush and Percocets. <laughs> and 
And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm good. And he's like, all right, you have a good night. And he walked away. And I was like, hmm, one uh, interesting encounter. Let's uh, let's head on inside. It's nice when someone like that can float into your life. <laughs> <laughs> and so I walk inside. First thing I had to do was, so this is the kind of strip club where they pat you down. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that do was Do you fun. lean into it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> not. First thing I had to do is I had to go pee. So I go to the bathroom and they sell like Swisher sweets in there and like God knows what else. (laughs) And, but there's, there's a sign. That's not on brand. And the sign says something like drugs are not sold here. And I was like, interesting. I should have gotten a picture of that sign, but I was like taking pictures in a men's room is, uh, not. I not a not something I try to do very often. It's a so, faux pas. It's yeah. looked down on, maybe. It's it's uncouth at the very least. <laughs> uh, so I walked out. I know how out. uncouth you are. Yes. So I walked out, and you know, I tried to. I looked around, and there was like, there was one woman dancing on a guy, like standing on the wall, which I thought was a weird place. Um, and there was like one gal working like a kind of VIP ish area. And then there was one gal on stage, and that was it. It was a very small club, I will say that. And so I was like, well, should I get a beer? I don't know. And then I kind of walked over here where the food was, and I was like, I do want to get these wings I've heard so much about. And the line was crazy, and it did not move the whole time I was there. So I feel like it probably would have been an hour and a half before I even got to order, maybe. Oh, my God. So I was just like, yeah, this is kind of a shitty strip club. And a lot of people were leaving as I got there. So I don't know if the good part was over or what, but <laughs> I was like, part. this should be like prime time. So yeah, uh, across the there's like a weird catwalk type stage and across the room was like a upper area that was kind of, I guess, VIP ish. And I swear to God, I think Gucci Mane was there. But at this distance, I I can barely see as it is, and especially if it's dark. And then, but it was just a guy wearing uh, red and white, which is fits with Gucci Mane's uh, attire, and he had a shit ton of jewelry. And as from, I feel like George Costanza. I could, <laughs> I swear to God, that was Gucci Mane. But at the same time, maybe it was a a cop riding a horse because. <laughs> My eyesight is pretty shitty. You're spotting uh, raccoons and dimes. And- yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, uh, there's not really a merch counter, so I don't know where I'm going to get this Magic City hoodie. Uh, I think I've got the experience, and I left very shortly after. So, I mean, I can say that I went. Uh, I don't think I'd go again just from my first experience, but I feel like... I have to say, what would to you, what would make a good strip club? Because I feel like all the strip clubs I've been to are all the same, and you have to make the fun yourself. <laughs> True. Um, I've been to a strip club here called PTs a few times where I think I've had a good time, but that's probably because I was just drunk and with my friends. Yes. The strip club is kind of superfluous, really. Um, I and I'm not well, you can like catch a... a nipple once in a while, but <laughs> it's still, it's just that's extra bonus. Yeah, and I'm not like a strip club guy. I know. From my fascination with Magic City, I'm sure people listening think I'm like some fucking creep who's goes all Duh. the time. But like, honestly, I haven't gone to strip clubs very often. And the naked women is not like the number one 
part of going there, if you believe it or not. Um, but I, I don't know what would make a good strip club, but I, I know for sure it would be music number one. Mm, mm-hmm. And what would make a good Magic City experience for me would be to see like every rapper from Atlanta and just see them acting a fool, throwing tons of money everywhere. That's what I wanted to see. And I, I was somewhat disappointed in that sense, but I feel like I saw Gucci Mane. Yeah. I got, that's like 90% of the experience right there. So what you really want out of a strip club is to walk in on a rap video set. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Also, if anyone hasn't listened to episode last week that you did, it was hilarious, but at the end you played all of the different clips from Magic City that was uh, that were mentioned in songs, and that's how you can figure out why he named the show that because he went on a Saturday. No, I called the episode <laughs> one Tweezy because there used to be a club in Atlanta called One Twelve Club One Twelve, and in the song Welcome to Atlanta, Jermaine Dupri says, you could find me up at one Tweezy. And it just happened to be episode 112. And I was like, oh. the stars are aligning. I thought it was because you went on a Saturday and that's when he said one Tweezy. But... Uh, yeah, uh-huh. that too. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> Apparently I'm reading way too much into it. So, yeah. Do you have anything else from Thursday before we talk about JMO's? I don't. All right. Did you pick a JMO? I sure did. The one that I picked was sent in by Dave Cross. No, not that one. Hashtag JMO. I feel like I'm outsmarting everyone by touching the public bathroom door handle in a different spot than normal. P.S. I'm not. And when I heard this, it's it's been quite a while since I heard a JMO and I was like, yas, bitch, that's me. <laughs> I literally think that I'm a fucking genius because if it's like a one of those like think of like a C-shaped handle where you know you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I I grab it like at the very bottom and only with one finger. I'm like, Haha, no germs on me. <sighs> and uh. I'm sure there are just as many fucking slobs touching that part. Oh yeah, I do the exact same thing. I know I'm not tricking I'm not tricking anybody out of getting germs. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I always put my hand out. I'm like, this is the normal person would go towards this. So I'll go like the exact opposite of that. Or I'll put my hand not even on the handle. Like I'll find a place on the door where I'm like, this is an awkward place to put it. So I'm going to push the door open like this, but that's coming. That's if you push your way in or out. But yeah, I do the same thing and I know I'm not tricking any. And we're all germs. This is the first time, though, and I think this is from watching uh, one of the Housewives shows. That, And I don't know why I didn't think about this, because in hotel rooms, and Brittany knows this, this is a fact. There's jizz everywhere. So in one of the Housewives shows, she had, like, those cleansing wipes. And I'm like, duh, why don't I bring those and be the person that does it on the plane? Because they don't clean those trays, and you're eating off of them and, like, pushing all the buttons. So I'm like... As soon as we get in, I'm taking out the wipes and antibacterializing everything. And then I did that in every hotel room, like obviously the remote first and like every light switch and doorknob and like the stuff that you're going to be touching. But also another thing, this whole being allowed to have dogs at hotels, I'm all for people being being themselves. They're freaks that had to go everywhere with their dogs. But it's similar to having a smoking room because in Georgia, 
I we were in there, and when the kids came back from the pool, just a little bit of moisture in the carpet, it was like wet dog city and disgusting. I'm like, this is gross. I'd rather be in a smoking room. They need to have them separated. I don't want to be in a fucking dog room. I think that's disgusting. Uh, wow, really against uh, people with their seeing eye dogs. Seeing eye dogs. Okay, <laughs> if it's that, then that's different. But I mean, what I'm saying is, is I don't want to go and like be in the like an orangutan room, like. <laughs> It stinks. It's disgusting. Like, if you want to bring your monkey, fine. But, like, I don't want to sleep in that room. Uh, yeah. Someone – so, at actually, at the airport, I have a similar thing where, you know, the x-ray machine thing where you put your arms up and stand on the yellow footprints? Yeah, I call it goodbye dignity, hello nipples machine. That's what – right so when we take our shoes off and everyone's standing in a line i'm like everyone's sweaty feet stand here so i stand off Mm. of the line but then when i go into the stupid x-ray machine they make you stand right on the yellow and i always try to be like slightly off but there's like (laughs) uh feet right on the thing and i'm like there's no fucking difference right you're goddamn shooting me with goddamn cancer particles man like what's the fucking difference and what like what do i care at the same time we're fucking gonna die because these goddamn machines what do i care about some sweaty feet germs but do you always like i told the kids this i'm like i don't care if socks look dumb with what you're wearing wear socks to the airport like you don't want your gross feet all over the floor yes well first of all i would never go in public without socks unless it was like just for the very quickest errand but uh no the airport absolutely oh you're not come to- <laughs> euro trash <laughs> Come to think of it, I should like double up on socks and just toss yes! the outer layer once I oh get Oh my god, next my time you're at the on. dollar store, just stock up on some socks, throwaways. Ooh, maybe like try on socks from like Payless or whatever. Ooh, I'll just go in there like and be like, oh, can you find the shoe in a size 20? And then they're like, uh, let me check. They just grab the box and run. <laughs> you may be able to find them on Amazon too, but you know, I like your plan as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pay for try on socks, Lisa. <laughs> this is what this is another idea that Sarah Colonna could come up with, or maybe us, our first million, your airport throwaway socks. Feet condoms. Yo! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just woke up. Alright. Which JMO am I gonna pick? Well, you wanted to talk about the John Chamber once. Let's do that, because I don't really care. The coffee bean thing, that is more of an observation. It was one I had never had. And the unsalted butter, whatever. I I only buy unsalt- unsalted butter because I like to adjust the salt level myself. But John Chamber sent in, people talk about Drake, and he assumes they're talking about Drake Bell, never the Canadian rapper. And whenever I hear Drake, I only think about the coffee cake. I don't know either of the other two. So just you, John. So I wanted to talk about this for many reasons. Uh, <laughs> well, the main one being that this is the most just me uh thing he could have sent in. Literally, no offense to Drake Bell, because he's related to your best friend, uh Brittany. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but literally, no one over the age of like now, I don't know, 19, and that's probably being generous, is like, ooh, I can't wait for that new Drake to drop, and they're literally talking about Drake Bell. Who the fuck gives a fuck about Drake Bell's shitty music? No offense. <laughs> even though... Drake, even, the rapper... Even though he has A-side and B-side? I mean, aren't you intrigued? Oh, I'm intrigued. Uh, <laughs> Drake the rapper is, like, unfortunately, one of the most relevant people, entertainers, 
and Drake Bell, that'd be like saying, that'd be like fucking... <laughs> Talking about Screech. That, that, that'd be like if, like, just me or everyone, when someone says Raphael, they mean me, when, <laughs> but they actually meant Rafael Nadal, the world-famous millionaire tennis player. Like, who the fuck would think to confuse me with that guy? No one's confusing Drake Bell and Drake the rapper, real name Aubrey, just call him Aubrey, uh... Except for possibly Britney, because she's related to the guy. I was just, like, furious at this JMO, because I'm like, who's confusing these two things? No one. That's who. No, I fucking... Hey, your rage at all, or ra- What is it? Damn it. <laughs> rage at all. Your is on high. Uh, yeah, I, that was great. I was like, I'm just going to be quiet and let this go. This is good. This is... That was my strategy for whenever I do a show with you. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh before uh one last thing that i think we failed to mention obviously i'm never going to go to a pudding party but i would go to a pudding skin party (laughs) uh it looks like you got a little uh oh shit what does he say pudding under the something (laughs) (laughs) oh Can you imagine going through the trouble of the pudding skins? Yeah, that's insane. Also, he could just cook, like, a big old pot. Wait, isn't that what they say in the episode? He could, like, just cook a a big pot of pudding and just he'd have a bigger lice. Oh, a slice. The other thing is just, like, the the top of the muffin to you. It's like, I know they have pans now, but you could just have, like, a shallow pan that's, like, make it just the top and you don't have to throw away all the stumps. But, I mean, (laughs) not everybody's smart as us, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a good place to end it. Top of the muffin to you. Pudding skins. Seinfeld. If you'd like to be on this awesome show, or if you'd like to send us a message to play on the show, email bfancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at bfancast. Follow me on Twitter. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, where I post uh, maybe a picture a month at jmos and bffs. Lil Rafi, where can we find you? You can find me at RMC Guitars on Twitter. And yeah, follow Lisa. <laughs> How else would you know when the beekeeper comes? <laughs> that sounds like either a horror movie or a porno. Or like slang for your period. I <laughs> uh, can't tonight. Beekeeper's coming over. <laughs> Gotta get my beekeeper suit on. Okay. Ooh, that could be... No, never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> BFFs, I fucking love you. Thank you and good night. Yas, bitch. That's me. Oh! It's the time of year, now that spring is in the air, when those two wet kids with their girly curly hair make another song for moronic holidays that nauseate, hate, hate in a million different ways, from the shores of Spain to the coast of southern France, no matter. So where you hide, you just can't escape this dance. Salami in your ears, casserole.
Oh, 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 oh,